What? TikTok. Um, this is part two of of, of the three part book review. I hope I hope you enjoy. We didn't know it was gonna be multiple parts. So. We didn't know it was gonna be multiple parts, and we don't know where we're stopping or starting. So, so. enjoy that shit. Bye. Bye. George is not the bitch boy that he has led to believe. God, then who? God bless. And he goes, he literally says, please know that I take after my father. Not his nosy ass mother. God bless. So then we meet B. Who I googled several different B-E-A? ways. B-E-A? B-E-A-S. Which, three, pronunci- three pronunciations again. Both? Two said B, one said B's. Or B-A-S. <laughs> It's a Bs, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> so we're going B, like short for Beatrice, maybe. All right. right. Okay, we meet B, who is in their biology class, their first class, and who is a year ahead of them, who is in the same year as uh, Will. So Will's a year older. Will's already seventeen. All right. Um. So, oh no, is my pen? My pen just died. No, just kidding. It's back. All right. <laughs> so she gets given Alana. Alana. Oh my god. Um, Isla gets given a handbook for the school, obviously, and one of the things in it is the variants that are illegal or not allowed to be used on school ground. And you're not even allowed to use variants until you're 17 anyway, to your quote-unquote of age. And she's 16. Alright. Because they're basically magic. Yeah. Alright? So they're talking about, B's talking about how, oh, you must be happy living with Will Clifton. And the literal quote from George there is, yes, Will's a giant hunk of heartbreak. I went, oh my god, George, please. Please. As he's doing all the work for this biology lab, and B is doing nothing. And B is like, I'm in this class again because I failed it last year. I'm not gonna fail it this year. And George is like, damn right you're not. Because he's doing all the work. Alright, so, page 66, the different kind of variants. Oh, we're getting a description now. We're getting Ooh. we're getting some names. We're not getting descriptions. Aww. I could tell you what each one of these are because I finished this book two hours ago. But um, atoning variants, tint, fragrance, looking glass, enhancing variants, ember, glimmer. You're not gonna remember these. Don't try. Mind's eye, night vision, veil. So the atoning variants are ones that are making up for things that are lost. The other ones are making, are not extravagant, I guess, but are, uh, not needed. So, like, Ember, it's just to make you warm slash keep you dry. Mind's Eye, you'll find out about. Whatever. But, like, so, Looking Glass, Fragrance, stuff like that, those are things that make up for disappearances. Alright. I still uh, have the song from... Rapunzel stuck in my head. I know, so. me too. Alright. I have to read my writing. Yikes. Something about the 40s sucking dick. I don't... I literally <laughs> just... just suck? Yeah, I literally just put, like, something my life suffers because the 40s sucked. I, like, I have no idea. I have no idea what that says. The 40s sucked. That's it. Alright. Okay, so... Isla had seen Dr. Clifton reading that book in the library. She already tried to find it once. Or, she didn't try to find it once, but she wanted to go stu- look at it once just to get, like... Cause she knows 
she doesn't understand everything. She doesn't get yeah. everything. There's history missing that she doesn't know, especially about her mom. Yeah. So, she goes and she tries to get it again, and then almost gets caught. By who? By Will. But she does get to read. She does get, like, five minutes with it. Tops. Oh, no. So, Riley, what's something she finds in this book? What? I don't know. <laughs> um, um, um. I'll let it go the full 30 seconds. Witchcraft? No. Herbs? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you letting me go through this, Rachel? So, A, there are pages missing. Pages 203 through 208 is completely missing. Ooh. There is a small paragraph on her mother, which she does not get to read. She does not have the time. Mm -hmm. in, a, in, in, in the history book? In the history book. History and lore. It's a, it's a city council book, basically. So, it's, oh. yeah. Um, I found my mother in the sea heading listed under her maiden name. It said, Cummings, Juliet. Possible catalyst. And underneath, it said, The Curse. Ooh. I hate Stefan's chapters. Here we go. Um, they're just so fucking continuously heartbreaking. So, uh, he ends up talking to Phineas, and Phineas just asks him, like, how was your life as a kid? And George is like, well, it fucking sucked because I was confined to a wheelchair. You mean Stefan? Yes. Sorry. Yeah, so everyone's like, well, it's confined to a wheelchair, which you wouldn't know if you weren't in prison. And they ask him what he was in prison for, and he just says, robbery. This is a wobbly. I hate that. Okay. <laughs> in the 1890s. George ends up giving off Mason vibes, and that makes me miss Mason. I miss Mason. All right. All right. Enter Eliza. The high school mean girl who fits me in description. Aww. Fits me before next to normal. So All long right. blonde hair. Alright. And jade green eyes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Now you're shaved head and now green eyes. Now I shaved head and green eyes, so whoops, I don't fit in the 40s. But um, she's um, laid claim to our poor, cool William and already has a distaste for Isla because of it. So, she and B are friends, and uh, Isla gets, like, pushed by one of the teammates who catcalled her earlier, Great. and she overhears the conversation between B and Eliza, of Eliza being like, well, do you like her? And B being like, I just met her, right? And her being all like, well, she lives at Will's house. It's like, yeah, she lives at Will's house. She lives with the Cliftons, whatever. B seems to, like, not care less about this conversation. God bless. Yeah. Uh, Isla's caught up with such... <laughs> with such a crush on Will that she's just refusing to acknowledge. Hmm. It's very much that, like... Tingle. What the hell was that? I don't know. What the hell we gonna do? What the hell we gonna do now? Okay. And then she finds out the disappearances don't just happen in Sterling. There are two sister cities that it also happens in. And they're all, like, real close to each other. Triangulation. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And, um, so after school that day, Will offers to take her to 
the variant market, which is uh, through the forest and in this like old abandoned house that all three cities can get to because there's only one market and it's only open certain days of the week because you have to buy the variants. Okay. They're not just free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone at the variant market seems to just love Will. Like, love Will. They all know his name. They clap him on the back. They talk to him really nicely. Um, and so they're talking um, about, of course, Will and Eliza, well, Eliza, fuck me. Will and Isla are talking a lot, and he, she learns a couple things like, oh, he's known Eliza since kindergarten. Yeah, it's a small town. No one ever leaves. True. It, Eliza's sister, older sister left and is an opera singer in New York and hides the fact that she does not have stars, smell, stuff like that to the best of her ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and the variants don't work outside of the cities. Aww. Yeah. So it's not even like she can fake it with a variant. Outside of the three sister cities, they don't work. Which is why it's so weird that Juliet can... was fine. Yeah. And we find out why everyone in the variant, little variant area, loves Will. Dr. Clifton made the variants. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Wait, why wouldn't it be free to them, then? It is. Oh. But Will still goes and buys them. Aw. Uh-huh. And talks to the people there. What a babe. Like, there's this lady who sells uh, flower petals dipped in uh, maple syrup that you eat. And she asks him to hurry up and find a star variant so her daughter can get married at dusk. And she's and he's like, for Mel? Of course, I'll tell my father to hurry that up. Aww. Like, it's just like, it's a community thing. Yeah. It's a small town. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Um, Pure. Will finally gives Isla the definition of a catalyst. Riley, do you know the definition of a catalyst? The bringer of bad. It's not inherently bad. It's, but the but bringer, it's the bringer of, of. some. It begins something. Uh-huh. People just usually assume it's bad because of the word cla- uh, cataclysmic. I do not know what that word uh, is. It's like, it's, a, it's catalyst, but like, it's, it's using it in a different form. Right. Like a, clat- a cataclysmic event. Oh, okay. So it's like a, I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same word, just used differently. Yeah. Um, Will gives her the definition of catalyst because Isla asks, where did my mom live when she was here? And he takes her by the house and it's been burned to the ground. And there's spray paint and graffiti all over it and like catalyst is written on it. And she asks, she's like, the second time I've seen this word, what does it mean? And he tells her the beginning, something that caused it. And so she's like, people think Juliet caused the, disappearance. the disappearances. And he's like, that's one of the theories. Yeah. But then how would it start in the other two sister cities? I don't know. Town lore is stupid. Yeah. So I put, um, excuse me, the real reason Phineas was in prison was for grave robbing? Grave robber. Grave robber. Grave This is not repo. <laughs> but Sometimes yeah. I wonder why I even bother. So, turns out Phineas has this huge debt to be paid. That he paid, but he didn't hasn't paid the interest that was on it oh, while okay. he was in prison. And so, Stefan steps up. the debt. And to take on the debt now that he's Aww. living with Phineas and doing like odd jobs for him, Aww. right? Yeah. 
And so Phineas is like, dude, you don't have any money either. How are you going to pay this? And he's like, I guess it's time for you to start teaching me how to do that. So Phineas starts teaching Stefan how to be a fucking grave robber. Mm-hmm. Grave robber. All right, and enter information about the tournament. Wait, are they going to grave rob? Never mind. Enter information about the tournament. Basically, high school Olympics but held between the three sister cities. All right. So there's a bunch of different categories, and you have to sign up for one, otherwise the principal will get on your ass. Aw. And... That just means she gets pushed in there without any fucking knowledge? Yes. But it's not happening. It's just a sign-up sheet. It happens at the end of the school year. And we're in, like, November. Okay. So, uh, we we learned this because George is signing up for variant-making. And it's kind of like the Olympics, you get gold, silver, bronze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone gets a participation trophy, even if they suck. Unless they don't place in the first three. But there's only three cities. There's only three schools, but more than one person per school could sign up. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an entire gymnastics team from one country. Alright. You okay. feel? Yeah. Simone Biles isn't the only person on the U.S. gymnastics team. Yeah. Um, and so he tells her to sign up and she's like, I don't know, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be here by then. Because she's still hoping the war will be over and she can leave. She needs to get the fuck out. 1944? What? 1942. Oh, then now. Mm-mm. Now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> 1945, baby. Yeah. Um, so they go to class and it's gym class. And usually gym class is split. Boys and girls go do separate things. But today they're all together and she's like, what the fuck is happening? And someone says, oh God, they're teaching us to waltz. I thought that was just a rumor. The Christmas ball is coming up. It is prom. It is, it is a winter ball. It is a winter oh yeah. And so they're it, all being all right. taught how to waltz. The 1940s, alright. It, it, yeah, honestly, I wish I had, I, I mean, I did learn how to waltz. We learned how to, I, we but, learned how to waltz. I learned how to waltz as a, as a, how old I learned how to seven? waltz in middle school and in elementary school. Like, I learned how to waltz in gym in elementary school because Mr. Al. But then we learned how to waltz in Cinderella as well. Yeah, I learned how to waltz in but Cinderella. But I wish I would have done that in high school. That was, uh, dancing would be so much more fun than running. True. But there's only one teacher for all these kids, so they bring in some upperclassmen to help teach the waltz. Enter the boy who Cat called, and Eliza. Wait, what? The boy who Cat called, the yeah. teammate who Cat called, and Eliza. Oh. To help teach the waltz. Oh. And of course, Isla gets paired with the boy. His name's Chris Peterson. And George gets paired with Eliza. No! Yep. Yep. While dancing, Isla mouths off to the mean kids. Because she says something like, well, fuck that, I know who my mom is, whatever. And they strike back. Oh, no. By telling her that Juliet was an orphan. Didn't you know that? And she's like, no, I went to my Nana's funeral. And, she's, and they were like, you went to your foster grandmother's funeral. They were adopted by Eleanor Cummings. She was adopted by Eleanor Cummings. Eleanor Cummings was not her mom. Juliet was an orphan. She... And they, she gets all this dropped on her. While I they're trying to learn how to waltz. waltz. Learn how to waltz isn't hard, but and it's not easy. No, but, and it's not easy if you're not paying attention. Yeah, and if, so, and if someone, like, drops... If something's an asshole to you. Anyway. So then Isla signs up for the one sport that is dominated by one of the sistering cities. Mm-hmm. Throwing stars. So it's like darts. It's yeah, it's like darts and what you think arrow, but they're the like ninja stars. Mm-hmm. And there's a rule which I'll explain later, but it's a different rule uh, that 
because all the sports kind of are the traditional sport you think of with a little twist from the sister city since it's kind of like their Olympics. Yeah. So, the next morning, uh, Miles had lost a tooth and put on his to- uh-huh. tooth fairy, had asked Mrs. Aww. Clifton about it. Does the tooth fairy still come here? Will she know I'm here? And Isla's like, oh, let's see, except I know you're saving up for a comic book, you little shit. And I know you don't believe in the tooth fairy. <laughs> the next morning, Miles comes in and he goes, hey, um, I had a dream. What? In Sterling? Oh, no, that's not going to be good for yeah. either one of them. And it was about two birds, and one of them was, like, really broken, and they were, like, twin birds, and then one flew away, and whatever. So, that morning, she's like, don't you fucking tell anyone. I won't tell anyone. You don't tell anyone. We'll figure out when to tell someone. He's like, okay, figured. Uh, and they go get ready for school. As they're getting in the car, they go to school. Isla ducks into the library, grabs... The Clifton history book, or the Mr. Clif- Dr. Clifton history book, and puts it in her backpack. God bless. Mm-hmm. So, they open it, find out some of the history of the town. Um, one of the things that had bothered her was um, Eliza had mentioned her mom being the catalyst. And Chris Peterson had looked at her and he's like, well, that's rich coming from, Pat- from, coming from a Patterson. And, I, and Isla was like, what the fuck does that mean? So, um, a, oh, Eliza's family deals in slash collects definitely cursed artifacts. Page 109 for a list of said artifacts. So when the town was first starting, they were one of the founding ta- uh, townspeople. Um, notably, or Patton, not Patterson's, Patton's, um, spent her lifetime collecting and acquiring the most famous of the Patton's family's collection including some of the first known hieroglyphics, an Egyptian sarcophagus, and two golden goblets reportedly dating back to ancient Babylon. Um, One piece will be notably absent, the most infamous of all, some believe might have instigated the disappearances, the blooming sapphire, which is is a tiara encrusted with diamonds and sapphires in the shape of a lotus flower. Um, and they were looking for it forever, and it was faked, and, like, it just, it was a whole big fucking to-do. Because they were sold fake ones in order, or they bought something to trade with this guy who had it, and when they traded, the, he found that what they traded for was fake, and they, the patents didn't know, but he wanted it back, all that shit. Mm-hmm. So, they think that possibly caused the disappearances, because that happened the same year. Multiple theories, got you. Multiple theories. Yeah, so there's multiple people, multiple things that could be the catalyst, but only one person's not there to defend themselves. Um, B's, B and Eliza are BFFs, and B admits that Eliza will never like uh, Isla because she lives with Will. Like, that's a fact. She's yeah. never going to like Isla. Isla's pretty, lives with Will. Her thing. It's that it's mean that girl thing. trope. It's the yeah. mean girl trope. It's Victoria from The Awakening. It's Aphrodite from House of Night. It's all of it. Yeah, yeah. All of it. Um, so then uh, in the library later, she hasn't put the book back yet, but she's sitting here with Dr. Clifton, and he's going through the drawers, and before he gets to the drawer, before the book's supposed to be in, she asks him how he found... Uh, 
the, the variants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Holy Thistle unlocked scent because he found uh, his mom was really sick and not eating anymore, especially because they couldn't smell anything. And he was just trying everything to put... Oh, the mail's here. The mail's here. Don't, don't get it We right love now. the mail because it is close to us. Yeah. So, let me see. Where is it? Um, yeah, so he talks about how he had polio as a child, so he has no athletic interest. That's why he's a doctor. It's why... Because he discovered this at, like, 16. Shit, 16, 17. Dude. Yeah. So, um... He was intrigued by a plant that called the Kesserdang. It's a common name. is a bread flower because of the aroma it gives off in bloom. I was researching how I might acquire its seedlings. But my sister Marjorie found me in the library that day. She was growing concerned about her mother, who had taken ill weeks earlier and never regained her appetite. Marjorie wondered if I had any ideas to get her to eat. Because I had the encyclopedia open, I happened to stumble upon this. Holy thistle, also called blessed thistle or God's cure-all because it treated all sorts of maladies even back to the Middle Ages. It was used in poultices. I can't ever, it's like poultice or something, but I hate, whatever. As an astringent prescribed to aid digestion, all this shit. Um, And Juliet just had some. She was like, I can get some. And she got some. And they put it on the bread and it began to smell. And so they put it on more things and all those began to smell. So they ran to town, put it on all the loaves of bread in the bakery and gave them out to townsfolk. And that's where the first variant was found. Him, Matilda, his wife, Mrs. Clifton, yeah. and uh, Juliet. Juliet. Yeah. And uh, I have page 117, something underlined here, where it's, I could have just looked at Hamlet. You'd be amazed how many hints I found within Shakespeare's pages. So a lot of hints to the things he's found to aid the disappearances were found in Shakespeare mm-hmm. as a foil to whatever was being said. So that's why she has a Shakespeare's book. That's why shit's underlined. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then Rosemary's mind's eye. Uh, he was trying to bring back dreams. Because there's a page in Shakespeare's, I can't remember which one it is, uh, where it's, put this under your pillow and you'll ha- may you have good dreams. It's, and it's a sprig of rosemary. Uh... Then these nerds use Hamlet to flirt. Will and... Yeah. Aww. He's Will recites a little bit of Hamlet, but it's Ophelia's lines. And she's like, you'd be a great Hamlet. And he'd be like... And he was like, oh, more like an Ophelia. Because he was reciting Ophelia's lines. Uh-huh. And she was like... After she said, you'd be a great Hamlet, she was like, was I flirting? And then, more like Ophelia, was he flirting? And I was like, yes. Yes, you fucking virgins. Yes. <laughs> Where did you like get the holy thistle? Stefan had the holy thistle. But was never recognized for it. Aww. So, uh, Stefan uh, robs a lady with his newfound robbery skills because Phineas taught him how to pick a bunch of locks and shit. Um, and then when he gets home from that, Phineas coughs up blood. Wonderful. Fun. All right. So, um, that next morning, Isla wakes up and Juliet's necklace is gone. The ring is gone. No. Miles swears he doesn't have it. She tears the room apart. It's gone. The ring is gone. 
did Stefan rob that house and saw the ring? Not according to his chapter. Oh. Um. Yeah. So here are the rules for how you throw you play the game stars because there is a additional rule that I hate that I don't really get. Um, that I don't really get until the end after it happens. Um, so it's simple, really. Uh, let's see. There are three rounds with three stars thrown in each round. Yeah. Right. So nine stars means you have nine chances to collect points. You receive points for a star that hits a target and the value increases the closer you get to the bullseye. Easy. Yeah. Darts, the arrows, whatever. But the real prize is they hit the hanging candle with enough force that a star slices through the wax causing the candle to fall and light the fuel below the target. So there's a candle hanging above it. All right. A direct hit to the bullseye is 50 points. If you successfully light the fuel, you get 150 points. All right. Yeah. So even if you hit the candle down, if it doesn't light the fuel, you don't get anything? Exactly. Oh, that's stupid. Sucks. In all honesty, don't count on that happening. It's only been done twice in the history tournament. And you'll need to avoid hitting the vials of water that hang on either side of the candle. If those shatter or spill, you'll lose points and likely the candle flame as well. So, try and just hit the bullseye. Yeah, just hit, just, the, bullseye. Just hit the bullseye. That's what the that, that's what the PE teacher is telling her. Yeah, because that's the easiest yeah. thing to do. Remember, kids. Oh, uh, and then she runs her, we only use throwing sports. Throwing towards for sports or maybe self-defense, but that's never... It's never going to come to that. She says for no reason at all. That night, Isla begins to uh, find Shakespeare, quote that relate, Shakespeare quotes that relate to the disappearances. Mm-hmm. So she's literally just going through Shakespeare and finding anything that's talking about... Not dreaming, not seeing stars, not smelling, all that yeah. shit. Isla is sobbing over Miles, losing a tooth... And missing her mom, uh, when Will knocks on her door. Awful. Okay. Yeah. So Miles lost another tooth. Uh huh. And she sneaks into his room, takes it, and leaves him a message like, "I'm sorry, because they had a fight over something." Mm-hmm. Oh, because she accused him of taking the ring. Oh. And he was mad about it, because he's like, "You don't seem to miss her at all." And she gave you that. Oh, like dad also gave you his dart, and Clara also gave you her ribbon and this and that, whereas they gave me nothing. Dude. Eight. So. Page 131. So she, he knocks on her door while she's sobbing. Cool. Okay. So, do you want to go somewhere with me? He asks. It's relatively safe and not entirely allowed. And she's like, yes. And he says, get dressed. I'll come back for you in ten minutes. His mouth cracks into a grin. And I'm glad you're up for it. Your room happens to be my escape route. What? Yeah, so they're sneaking out of the house, <laughs> but her room has the window, the window closest to the tree that they can climb down. Which very much she climbs really well, because she used to climb a tree a lot at home. So they're going to race with temp- tempests, is what it is. They're heading to the schoolyard to meet a bunch of other kids, and race with not illegal, but fr- strictly frowned upon versions of variants. Okay. So, Will leaves Isla with Eliza because boys are idiots. Yep. He's like, I need to go talk to other people. You, you, you've met Eliza. I'll be back. Yeah. Thankfully, B's comes, B comes to save the day, but she bring, she invited Tom, her boyfriend. So, we'll see how that, long that lasts. Tom is also spelled with an H. T-H-O-M. 
which Ew. could be Tom. Tom. <laughs> but you know what? For our purposes, for our purposes it's Tom. It's Tom. It's Tom. It's, it's not Tom. Tom. Please okay. don't make it Tom. The temp, the tempests aren't going to help them run beside the water. She's like, oh, they're going to race. Cool, it's going to make them fast. The tempests are going to help them run on water. Ooh, yeah, like, it's literally Jesus. so fast. It's going to make them so fast that they're running on water, like Dash and the Incredibles. <laughs> yeah, just gotta just, go just fast. Gotta fucking go. And she, B and Eliza go, and they put on their armbands. You get an armband for your school and an or an armband for your city because they have other cities kids there. And an armband for you. So one that's the same color as everyone else from your city and one that's your color. So of course, like, Eliza's is jade green. Uh, B is lavender. Right? Um, and she's like, cool, I'll just watch, I'll be fine. Will comes up, he's like, I just measured, I have enough for two. Go. Do you want to go run? You can go run. Do you want to go? And she's like, uh, I guess. She's like, I have, he's like, you have 60 seconds to figure out your mind because they're counting down. And she's like, yeah, I guess. She comes in dead last. Yeah. But enjoyed the experience the entire time. Because you're running so fast that you, like, you're walking yeah. on water. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So. Especially for someone that's never felt that before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this As if ho- I have felt that before. <laughs> I know. This whole paragraph right here about how running on water feels is beautifully written. This, uh, uh, Emily, lend me your, lend me your brain. Rachel. <laughs> Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Different chicken. Um, yeah, oh, well, she comes in dead last, B comes in fourth, and Eliza comes in second. Eliza is not a good loser. Eliza is a typical golden girl. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, Dr. Clifton didn't invent all the variants. Ooh. And this is what you learn in this part. Just most of them. We are introduced to Leroy Larkin. The in uh whose father invented the second most amount of variants and um invented the tempests and the families aren't on good terms. I wonder why. They're not on good terms because the fathers are kinda of competitive, even though Dr. Clifton's not really competitive, but Mr. Larkin sees it as a competition, obviously. Yep, obviously. Dr. Clifton he doesn't like him because or he doesn't like Dr. Clifton because Dr. Clifton is responsible for his creations. Yep. Whereas Larkin just does whatever the fuck he wants and is kind of a jackass and is a little evil. So he created things like the Tempests, which aren't needed. He also created the actual illegal variations like the Hypnosis variation. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, someone's passing around the missing pages. So in between races, someone passes around the missing pages of the history mm. book. Pages 203 to 208. And this is where we get the McElroy misfortune. No. Uh, George's family. George's family. Oh, it's about George's family. George gives her a copy even though it's his, his mom's going to be pissed. Eliza definitely spread the pages. She walked away with her bag before they, right before they all started getting spread it out. So, um, and then there's a race, the boys race. Um, and it's Leroy Larkin, who is the son of yep. Mr. Larkin, and Clifton against each other. Will, yeah. right, neck and neck the entire time. They're shoving each other as they're running. Leroy tries to go in for a final shove, and Will bolts out of the way, and Leroy falls into the water. Ooh. What a Will wins loser. first place. Yeah. You know, Will wins first place. 
cementing the town's golden boy status. Because what else do golden boys do? And this is a quote on page 148 that I have used on a selfie before, almost exactly a year ago, actually. It was two days ago. Uh, it was a year, two days ago. Uh, and I resaved it, and I'm going to use it again. All right. So this is the whole paragraph, and I'll tell you when the quote starts. But just before he's hoisted into the air and carried away, he searches through the crowd until he catches sight of me. Grins his crooked tooth, uh, grins until his crooked tooth shows. This is the quote I use for my selfies. And I think that for the rest of my life, I will never forget this night, when under an empty ink sky, a boy who shone brighter than the stars stopped long enough to smile at me. Aww. Yeah, like, this girl doesn't have a crush on him. Like, a sweetheart. <laughs> sweetheart, you're stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid. That's stupid. Alright, so this is also where we find out that Tom isn't from one of the sister cities. He doesn't suffer from the disappearances when he leaves. Okay. Because he wasn't born and raised, yeah. he doesn't live there. That's fair. And, um, while they're cleaning up to make sure they weren't, like, there's no trace that there's a big gathering at this beach, um, Eliza, not Eliza, goddammit, Isla overhears B and Tom having a conversation of, what if something you can't live without disappears? Be to him. Like, are you sure this is what you want? Like, to be with me? Because this is going to happen for the rest of my life. Things are going to disappear. And I don't know what it is. And it happens every seven years, and I can't control it. And he's like, why do we have to talk about this now? And it's because it's like a week away from the dis next disappearance. Ooh. Yeah. So, um... And so she's like, okay, I'm not going to listen to this conversation anymore. It seems serious, whatever. Um, they never say how B and Tom met. I, it, I think it's because he lived, like, one city over and then they moved further away. Uh, but I would like to assume it has to do with music because B also plays violin and writes music. Like, a lot of the Aww. things she's doing in biology while George is doing all the work is writing music and writing. Aww. And, like, thumbing out yeah. her violin. So, uh... As they're getting ready to climb back up the tree to get into Isla's window again, the lights come on downstairs and Dr. Clifton's like, get inside, no. So they get fucking caught. So while Dr. Clifton is, uh, the next morning is uh, reprimanding Will, Isla reads what about what the Ms. McElroy misfortune is about. And it was about a uh, young girl, one of the founding daughters of the town, was in love with a poorer boy in the town, but her parents, she was so beautiful that her parents wanted her to marry up because she could, and she had suitors upon suitors upon suitors, but she wanted to marry him because she loved him. He was not rich. He went to make his fortune. She waited like nine years, like nine years, something like that. And soon the letters became less and less frequent. And after a year and like nine months, her parents were like, that's it. He forgot about you. He's gone. Three days after she marries, like the last of her suitors, because they're not coming in very more after nine years. He comes back being wealthier than anyone could have ever imagined. Moves the town over. Gets married, but dies of, like, typhus. Yeah. And swears that he still loves her, whatever, whatever. And she should have been with him. All this shit. Yeah. That is the McElroy misfortune. It's that star-crossed lovers thing. And she ended up going on having kids with the man that she married, all that shit, whatever. Which led to be the Mickey Alvarez. Whatever. And he married, he married too, I think, and had kids. So there's two separate lines of yeah. misfortune. 
Um, Isla tells Dr. Cliffin about Miles' dream when he, when she called, when she gets called in to be, uh... Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And, um... Because he's like, it's all Will's fault, we get it, don't listen to everything he does, don't let him tell you what to do all the time. And don't leave, it's not safe, like, we're, I'm your guardian, if anything happened to you, we'd be fucked. Um, and, um... Dr. Clifton figures out the variant for Dream. dreaming what off of it? this. Tooth? Yeah, it's teeth. Because he had heard rumors throughout the town previously of kids around that age having dreams. But he never thought to correlate it to teeth because no one would ever tell him because they don't want they they don't want to rouse hope, you know? Yeah. So he creates a variant thanks to Miles and all the Cliftons get a chance to dream. And Miss, uh, Mrs. Clifton talks about, like, so Dr. Clifton takes it first. Mrs. Clifton talks about it was the most beautiful place she's ever been. And when they ask Will what he dreamed about, he was like, I'm never telling any of you. Because he's a teenage boy. Oh, and no. honestly, I don't want to know, William. Do we find out later? No. Aw. And then, so, Mr. Dr. Clifton makes it known and offers to buy teeth from people, like, for a dollar a tooth. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, when they're having to ration, generally, that's a great price. And some kids come to his door with these bloody teeth, and he's like, only legitimately lost teeth, please. Yeah. Legitimately lost teeth only, please. And it's really just a distraction while everyone is gearing up full force for a disappearance day. Which is in a week. Um, so we find out why people think Julia is the catalyst. Because it's more than just being born... In that year. Yeah. Juliet was born on Disappearance Day. October 29th. She's also a Scorpio. Didn't she also... Isn't that when the book started also? It started on September 27th. Oh, darn it. Because it's every yeah, seven yeah, years yeah. on that day. Okay, I'm an idiot. Sorry. Yeah. But she, she's a Scorpio? Yeah. Wow. 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 Anyway. So, uh... Next chapter is a Stefan chapter. Um, Stefan's cooking and burns the shell potatoes, but he doesn't notice because he can't smell. Until Phineas walks in because there's smoke and it's like, what the fuck? Phineas discovers Stefan can't smell. Stefan discovers that Phineas also can't smell and is also affected by the disappearances. He didn't think he was. He had shown no signs. And Phineas talks about how most of the time that kind of helped him in prison because he didn't have to smell prison. And he didn't have to look at his reflection. Um, so Phineas left Stefan a ring with a stone in it before he left for prison. Stefan says he no longer has that stone, and Phineas says he has to get it the fuck back. Riley, what stone is it? It's the one in the back of the book! Yeah, which was around her neck, which was stolen. Okay. So... B and Isla decide that Isla's going to find a way to end the disappearances. And they're talking about this the day before disappearance day. Before the Harvest Fair. Yeah. Yeah? Which is a big tournament. Big tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever wins the most points in the tournament the year before of the Three Sister City holds the Harvest Fair. So yeah. the three cities are there. Oh, shit. All right. All three. Because they all have to find... They don't all have to find out what disappears together. But, I mean, like, it's nicer to know... That you're not experiencing something disappearing by yourself. Yeah. Or just with your family. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it's a community thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, here we are. Disappearance day. Oh, shit. Show. Ugh. Victor Larkin is being a dick at the fair. That's the dad. Victor Larkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes up to the Cliftons and is like, fuck y'all. Who's going to find the variant first? Clifton and <laughs> Mr. Clifton's like, goodbye, Victor. <laughs> goodbye, Victor. Uh, Victor Larkin is something and a villain. Is rude and a villain. I, I thought I wrote rad. I was like, why would I write rad? Is rude and a villain. He invented hypnosis variants that are outlawed everywhere. Uh, there's no set time for when the disappearance could happen. It just happens. happens. Sometimes it's happened at mm. four, at two, at six. People didn't know the dreams left for days. No! Yeah. I also figured out a lot... Oh, I also figured out what leaves a lot earlier in the book. Um... So... Take a guess, Riley. What leaves? I was gonna say sight, but I don't think that's what's gonna leave. They haven't lost taste yet? Nope. I feel like the first five should go first, but like that obviously isn't be- It doesn't have to be senses. I they know. lost stars. I know. I don't know, Rachel. Um, variants? No. I don't know. And I'm not going to tell you yet either. So, what? Whoa, 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 Because more plot needs to happen. I hate you. you I should. hate you. You should. So, um... Of course, Eliza B. All all the players are there. Eliza B. George, Will, yeah, um, whatever. Miles, who's wearing these huge gloves that Will gave him, but he's holding on to them because someone gave him something. Oh. Um. So B breaks away from the orchestra. She's supposed to be warming up to give um and to bring Eliza uh, give Isla these freshly made and still warm cinnamon buns. Oh. She's like, I thought you'd want them before they got cold, and I thought you'd want them before they run out and all this shit. So, Eliza has a little brother that Miles doesn't seem too happy to see. Surprisingly. Uh, also, the Cliftons are... Okay. So, the Cliftons are anonymously putting bags of variants into poorer people's bags. Will oh. is loaded down with them. Mrs. Clifton's loaded down with them. And just as they walk by, they're just... Oh, this family! Yeah. And, 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 and Isla said something to the effect of, they're just finding more crossroads in my heart. They're just putting more places in my heart. Yeah. This kindness. Because they're, they're the wealthiest family in town. Yeah. They're one of the wealthiest families in town. Yeah. They're the inventors of these things. They're giving away for free. They're literally, they're the kindest people. Yeah. The kindest people. Okay, and also apparently Eliza's performing. She's doing a dance that won her a place at the tournament All right. last year. And Walter, her little brother, is like, yeah, well, they wanted Cassandra, but she has a real performance tonight, and that's where mom is. Cassandra's their older sister who's the opera singer. So their mom's not even in town for the Harvest Festival. Their mom, you never see. She is out of town this entire book. Okay, and then B's mom, uh, so as they're walking around, um, Isla finds Miles, and Miles lost a glove, and he's really upset about it. So she's trying to help him find the glove. Trying to help him find the glove. She gets a little closer to B, uh, and B's mom, and recognizes her as the woman who put the "You are not welcome" note in her bag. No. Yeah. And as she's 
hovering over towards B a little bit, Eliza excitedly tells B that Will asked her to the Christmas ball. Fuck. Of course, Isla is crushed. She and Miles are continuously on the hunt for the missing love. As soon as they find it, Will is waving at her from across the crowd, and she pretends not to see him. So, so then George runs up and tries to hide. He's like, cool, hide me, and hides behind her, and she's like, from fucking what? And he's like, well, you read about the McElroy misfortune, and, she, and she's like, yes? And, she, and he's like, well, there's a girl at my age on the opposite side of the family... On the other side of the misfortune. Of the, tree. of the misfortune. Well, not family tree because they're not related. Yes, but. And my mom wants me to make good with her and and the rift between our families. And and I was like, make good with her? How? And, and <laughs> poor George was like, propose. <laughs> <laughs> and her name is Margot Margo Templeton, but Margot is spelled M A R G E A U X. Very French. Yeah. It's Mar. It's Mar. Mar- her name is Margo. Not Margo or Mango or Fargo. Yes, I really said Wells Fargo. Her name is Margo. Anyway. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, that's a TikTok meme. I'm sorry, yeah. y'all. And she's from Coriander. And George is terrified of her, and she looks like she wants to kill him. She looks angry. She, she, I would describe her as very pretty if she didn't have that angry pout on her face. Oh. Yeah. So, George and Isla. Uh, George then asks Isla to the Christmas ball. And Isla's so busy shoving kettle corn in her mouth, she's like, yeah, sure. Doesn't realize it. Anxiously. Nervously. Alright, Riley, guess what disappears? Again! 30 more seconds. Music? Yes. No! Mid-performance of the orchestra. Completely dead silent. Other than just the sound of, like, strings hitting bows. Yeah. Page 183 for B's reaction. I would sob. I would sob viciously. In the middle of the chaos, I frantically seek out B. She hasn't moved from her chair. She stares down at the sheet of notes in front of her, wiping tears from her face before they can can fall onto her lowered violin. Wait, that means Eliza's sister is fucked. Yeah. And she has had a performance that night. (laughs) End of that chapter. No. And then we're back to fucking Stefan. Uh, and he's finally, he's starting to catch up time-wise. Because his timeline started in 1940. Okay. It's now 1941 in his timeline. Alright. Uh, Phineas offers for Stefan to stay. No, even though he's finished all, like, the weird handyman work he can do. Yeah. Around the house. Which Stefan was like... Bonding. That's weird, alright. And Stefan wants to expand upon the variance. Alright. Bottle up, quote unquote, virtues. Page 186. If people pay money for a contemporary improvement to the physical world, even something as fleeting and insignificant as a scent, how much would they pay for something that goes infinitely deeper than that? What price could be placed on the ability to apply a mental state on command from a pouch or a bottle? Peace, joy, courage, even the very thing rising within me as I twist the needle back inside the bird. Hope. Not the variants, I think, but the virtues. 
slightly more supervillain. Yeah. That's that's twisting with people's uh, emotions mm-hmm. and willpower, I think. Yep. B is broken. Dude, I would be too. Isla shows it to biology. There's no violin. There's no music on the table. B's just lying face down on the table. And their biology teacher does not bother her the entire time. You know what? Good call. And she broke up with Tom over it. She's so broken. She's like, I can't enforce this upon him. It's like her, it's like her whole person. Something that lived, something yep. that, something that she can't live without. Eliza's sister is coming home now that she can't sing anymore. Uh, waiting for Miles. Oh, okay. So, that afternoon is they're waiting for Miles because Mrs. Clifton picks him up every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless they have, like, sometimes Will or uh, uh, Ayla, God damn it. It's, her name starting with an A really fucks me. Yeah. Ayla have, like, practice after school for his soccer or her yeah. throwing starts, in which he'll walk her home, because that's cool. Otherwise, Mrs. Clifton picks him up every day. While waiting for Mrs. Clifton to pick him up, also George, because he was invited over to the house that night to study. Yeah. And try and find a variant for music, because they're, that's automatically the go-to that they want, just, for, you know. You know. Um, they're waiting for Miles. She hears a fight, and Eliza's brother is trying to beat Miles up. Saying maybe another tooth of yours will cause will make this variant work, and then we get an epic Eliza quote on page one eighty nine. I don't because want the epic Eliza quote. No, you do. Before, um, Isla can tear them apart. Eliza gets to him first, but Eliza beats me there. She flies out from the side door of the gymnasium and reaches our brothers first. Yanks hers. Hard by the elbow. When he turns, I recognize him from the Harvest Fair. Yow, he whines, and I stop short. It's like an ow. Yeah. Walt, Eliza says in a voice that could wither stone. He's a baby compared to you. At least pick on someone who can put up a good fight. Without a worthy opponent, you're nothing more than a bully. Angelica! Eliza! Like, I hate her... It's a good quote, but I hate her. You hate... I I sympathize with Eliza. And for reasons we'll see later. But I, I sympathize with Eliza. I see that she's in her sister's shadow. She's in her sister's shadow. And her family and brought a bunch of cursed artifacts. Yeah. She's trying to be the town's golden girl. Yeah. To dissuade from the fact that her family might have caused this. Uh, George tells Isla the reason Eliza tries so hard to be perfect and the reason his mom is in everyone's fucking business all the time. And it's to pull blame away from themselves. It's to be like, well, I'm so good. Our family couldn't have done this. Yeah. You know, and Juliet left and people love blaming someone who can't fight back. And the fact that she left kind of makes her seem guilty Yeah. in a lot of people's eyes. In the court of public opinion, she seems guilty as fuck. She left. She didn't do anything, though. She was just born on that day. So far. To our knowledge. Alright. Eliza. Not Eliza. Isla. Going through the Shakespeare book. King Henry VIII. Bid the music leave. Isla is like, All the disappearances are found in William Shakespeare. All of them. A theory that Dr. Clifton quickly shuts down. She finds that she runs downstairs to George and Dr. Clifton and goes, look. And they're like, theory. Hard to prove. Haven't proved. Can't prove. 
But it would make sense. It makes sense so far from what you know. Yes. Because also... But there are things that weren't found in Shakespeare books. It's fair. Like the teeth. Yeah. It was a Freud thing. Uh, what was another Freud thing? Uh, I think it's one they haven't found yet. Um, and now we're back to Stefan. I'm kind of really just going through this fast because we've already been recording for almost an hour. Oh, we've already been recording for two hours almost. Jesus. Well. Long episode. Quarantine. Long episode. Quarantine. We're kind of halfway through the book. Jesus. All right. We got this. Whatever. Now we're back to Stefan. Mm-hmm. He asked Victor Larkin to meet him. And this is before the other timeline? Yeah. Still earlier. Oh, I hate the supervillains working together. I hate that. And he comes home to find Phineas surrounded by maps. Alright. And says that Phineas says that he thinks he's the cause of the disappearances. Why? Then we go back to... Isla. So we're just not, we're not gonna talk about that? Not yet. We're just gonna brush over it? Not yet. Fine. Oh, the Christmas ball is cancelled. No music. music. George has a big old crush on Isla. Big old crush. Someone trips her as they're walking out and he catches her and he lingers for too long and Isla's so confused and she's like, he lingered for too long. God damn it. Does he think this is more of a friend thing? Can I ever feel that way for him? It's not the same way I feel when I talk to Will or like when Will passes by me. Like it's not the same, but could it be? Mm-hmm. And I just put, oh, to be a YA heroine and innately lovable. I'll drink to that. So I was confused and as she's confused, she's like practicing her stars. Okay. And she's making like perfect shots. Alright. Only to be interrupted by someone clapping and it's a gym teacher. Who was coming in to see if the space was in use so that they could do a, um, take photos and do an interview of Eliza, who's competing in three different events in the tournament. Jesus, alright. And is, uh, like, prospected to win all three. Jesus, alright. Yeah. Which has never been done in the history of Sterling. Alright. Mm-hmm. It's like dance, archery, or dance, um, fencing and something else. Um... The reporter is soon focused on Isla because no one has signed up from Sterling for stars in years. And Eliza's pissed, Oppie. Because it's her. Yep. Oh. Eliza gets catty at Will, uh, at something. Uh, so when they watch her throw darts or throw the stars to get pictures of it, she misses a couple and Eliza gets catty. But Will's watching and that's not great. Uh, and Eliza then gets to walk home with Eliza. Isla then gets to walk home with him. Mm-hmm. And because Eliza's like, wouldn't you rather be spending your time doing something better, right? Because obviously she didn't make those three shots. Yeah. She sees Will waiting to walk her home, and she's like, I guess I will, and walks home with him. <laughs> oh, Isla. Oh, Isla. Isla and Will flirt lightheartedly, uh, and then she asks him to race her home, and the way that they talk makes my heart hurt. Great. Love that. Yeah. And then uh, we're back to fuck-ass Steven. Literally, as, as, I hate uh, Steven. Stefan. I hate him. 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 Oh, yeah, I just put Ted Bundy type. So, he has mice. And what he's trying to do is extract things from them. He's injecting them stuff to then extract something from them. Okay. Trying to extract a virtue from them. Alright. 
He has one of the rats named Vala. Vela, Vela, Vala. V-A-L-A, Vala. Who trusts him inherently and curls up on his shoulder underneath his ear and just loves Aww. him. And he never touches Vala. The other rats, he just, it, they die. Because he's injecting them with shit. Um, and now he writes, Juliet, it is January 1942. So we're in the same year. This man terrifies me. We still can gloss over the fact that Phineas thinks he's the, whatever. Phineas thinks he's the Zodiac Killer and fucking. And Ted Bundy is doing some bullshit. And he's very sick. And he's, Phineas is getting sicker and sicker. And he wants the stone back. We already know that. So that's why he wrote Juliet. Because Juliet has a stone. And when we go back to Isla, Isla and Will didn't get to have, or Isla is sad that Will didn't get her a Christmas gift. Ooh. Or so she thinks. What? Until he leads her outside. What did he get her, Riley? A horse. Uh, her, her thing back. Uh, her, uh, treehouse. Her brother, her mom, her dead corpse. Uh. All right, we're stopping there because you guessed dead mom. Hey, mom. Dead mom. I need a little help here. Um, so he hand carved a wooden box for her with brass hinges. So not dead mom? Not dead mom. Um, and there's a word, uh, Lumoeva is carved on top. Light. What does it mean? She asks. You'll find out. Don't like that. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why eventually? Why is everything so fucking convoluted and you can't tell me shit automatically? Automatically. Automatically. Anyway. Plot uh, suspension is So shitty. there's something I've forgotten to mention, which is uh, there's this little game that Miles and uh, Isla used to play with their mom mm -hmm. called Finishing Words. Mm -hmm. Where they try to outdo each other on the last word. Alright. So, they'll be having a conversation, and when the conversation's kind of over, they'll be like, alright, the finishing word is this. And it relates to the conversation. Pertains to the conversation. Mm -hmm. So, at one point, when Miles is really upset with her, he looks at her and goes, the finishing word is traitor. Before running off and crying. Oh. Yeah. Or they'll be like, so they'll go back and forth and things like that, usually. Yeah. Uh, but it's usually not as heartfelt as that. Yeah. It's usually, it's usually more, way hard. more lighthearted. Because it's a game. And it's just, you're just trying to one-up them with your vocabulary. The other person with your vocabulary. Oh. And, and your quick-wittedness. Alright. This eight-year-old. Yeah. Smarter um, than me. <laughs> he's a Charles Wallace type, I told you. So, uh, Stephen, Stefan and Phineas visit Stefan's mom's grave. And we find out that Phineas never loved anyone before or after her. He loved her since she was five, since they were five. Never moved on when she died. We also find out she died in childbirth. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Estranged father. Estranged father, who very quickly after mother died in childbirth giving birth to you, went to prison for grave robbing. Yeah. Jesus. Um, what a nightmare. Phineas finally admits, admits that he's dying and offers about, and want, out, wants the stone again. Uh, LMAO, 222 comments. What does that mean? So, was the stone mentioned with the patents? They all caused it. A plague on both your houses. Because the patents. Yeah. Rare yeah, artifacts. Are, artifacts. 
and Shakespeare reference. Yeah. I understand. Plague on both your houses. It's a Romeo and Juliet reference for those who don't get it. And Romeo and Juliet. Ha ha. It's Mercutio's death scene. Uh, and then there's a male pissing contest at dinner that night because George invited himself over for dinner again. Miles is upset. Will is upset. George is not because all he's doing is talking variants with Dr. Clifton. No matter how much Will tries to interject or Miles tries to interject and Mrs. Clifton's called away to do something. Oh. And so poor Isles just sitting there eating the lemon meringue like being ignored by the two scientists that are left I'm after sorry. everyone leaves the table. Uh, Miles is getting in trouble at school. Which leads to a sibling fight. Uh-huh. He's getting in trouble because he fought Walter again. Yeah. He stole something and, like, he's just being a brat. Yeah. And because he has a dead mom and all the kids are saying that his mom's a witch and the cause of all this bullshit. Yeah. And so I would fight, too. And Isla talks to him because if he gets kicked out of school, there's nowhere else. There's no other schools in town. And there's no one else for them to stay with. So what the yeah. fuck is going to happen? So I goes to talk to him. And this is when he says the final word is traitor. But he pulls the biggest little sibling dick move. She loved me more than you. Which I was like, I know that. She always treated him differently. Ooh. Now we're on to Stefan. May 1942. Juliet responds to Stefan's letter. Um, she can't sense. She can't sense the psychopathic, like, hurl of, or psychopathic lull of his resentment. Yeah, he resents her so hard. And she can't sense that through the letters, which I'm completely mm-hmm. aghast at. She should be able to. Um, she promises to send the stone. Hey, uh, she went to go, she sent it to get clean. Uh, but then several weeks later, no letter or stone. She died. A few weeks again, Harold writes and includes her obituary. Harold being their dad. Okay. Isla's talking about how she's still upset that everyone looks at her mom like that and whatever. And George, aren't you upset that your parents get looked like that? Whatever. George laughs and's like, who do you think fucking distributed all that information? George made the photocopies for that night at the beach and distributed them himself because he wanted to piss off his mom. And show everyone this is not a big deal. And Will's all jealous of their friendship because Isla at this point goes, you're such a good friend. I love your friendship. Thank you. And straight up just says, friendship, friendship, friendship. <laughs> How again? Friendship. <laughs> Gene Ralphio. Um, and Isla then asks him to make her a target. So she could practice at home. Ask George? Asks uh, Will. Sorry. Will's all jealous of the friendship. Mm-hmm. And he like passes them up, up, goes upstairs, and she chases them down after George leaves. And it's like, well, will you make me a target? And she gets too close to him. It was a point. She, Emily made a point to write it down, so she got too close to him. And was like, make me a target. And he's like, yes, Miss Cummings. He called her Mrs. Cummings. Ew. He goes, because he's mad at her. Yes. Yeah. Ew. Uh, and then it's probably not even her maiden name because it's because, Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Because Cummings dad... Quinn is their name. Is her name? Okay. Yeah. Uh, B is starting to truly lose her shit over not having music. To the point where they're doing something in the library looking for more connections to Shakespeare and she just throws her fucking bow. Because she was just playing her violin to no music. And just throws her fucking bow. Uh, And then B finds a Shakespeare autobiography. Which mentions that Shakespeare went missing for seven years. 
There's a gap in Shakespeare's career that's seven years long and no one know what happened. And they take this as a sign that Shakespeare is related to disappearances. It's Shakespeare. It's Shakespeare. Yeah. Then we go to Stefan again. Ah! Just as each one gets good I know, individually. I know, I know, I know, I know. And they're... Yep, yep. Ah! So... So it's Pet Mouse. Mouse. Bala. Um, the one that loves for him and tries... And trusts him. He extracts something from her. And it breaks her fucking mind. And she starts ramming her head into the fucking cage. And he puts it into this rat that he has been abusing and has come to fear him. And that rat immediately scurries up his arm and calls into the crook of his neck where Vala was. He took Vala's peace. Like her peace of mind. God, what a fucking ass! Yeah. And he did it. He extracted a virtue. But, but at, at what cost? cost? But why, though? And you did this for what? Why not? Why, though? Um, and that's only rats, really. So. But in order to. So, next chapter, we go back to Isla. What the fuck? So, George finds a variant for music. <gasps> what is it? In a Keats poem. Keats? Yeah, the poet John Keats. Okay. Not Shakespeare. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's Nightingale Feather. And as soon as they get it, they immediately go to B and let her sprinkle it on her violin and play her violin. But they decide to keep it a secret from everyone until uh, they have a th- they're going to throw a party the night before the tournament. Mm-hmm. And announce it there to raise the town spirits yeah. the night before the tournament. And just, just let the town have it there. So it's a secret. And then we're back. Step on. It's a, it's a long, it's a longer chapter. I'm really, yeah. I'm really, I'm, these are really bare bones bullet points, yeah. but it's like, these are the important things that you yeah. need to know highlights. about this story. These are the highlights. And, uh, and this episode's long. This episode's already f- too fucking long. God, we're going to get so many hate. So much hate. Um, all right, whatever. Sorry, y'all. I don't give a shit. You're in quarantine. What else are you doing? What else am I doing? What else are we doing? I still haven't gone to sleep yet, and it's now 12 11. Woo! Okay, so, alright, back to Stefan. December 16th, 1942. We are almost lapping. Oh, damn. We are almost getting there because they just had Christmas. Yeah. Okay, okay. I see, I see, I see. We're almost there. Yep. Um, closing the gap. It's, see, he scares me. I don't like him. Phineas suggests trying. Vala's piece, which is what they call it, Vala's piece, on his nurse, extracting it and doing the same thing, because no one will miss her. That's such a bitch thing to say. That's such a holocaust thing to say. Assholes. Yeah. So he has this nurse that he just disagrees with a lot, and she's kind of ill-tempered, and he suggests trying to extract her piece. Doing the same thing, see what happens. And they laugh. And it goes back to Isla. Wow, what bitches. Yeah. So, Isla is finally admitting to herself that she has a crush of all crushes on Will. Oh, wow. Finally well, admitting, like, four months. Finally admitting that she really likes him, and she doesn't know what to do about it, and she doesn't know where he stands, because it's constantly like, he asks Eliza to the ball. He constantly does this, this, this with Eliza. He doesn't have to like me back. Yeah. Uh, she hugs Miles and apologizes for fighting, and admits 
that she also misses Juliet. Because that's one of the big things Milo accuses her of is not missing their mom. Yeah. And she's like, I'm just not showing it that I miss her. Because it's harder to do that. Miles shows her where he hid the ring. It's out, in the gar- it's out in the garden in this little, like, wall kind of thing where there's a little alcove for small hands. She, he reaches up and gets it. And she starts wearing it proudly again. My pen is dying. All right. Well, we're back to Stefan. Who wants that ring? 2-11-1943. Mm, they're catching up. Yep. Because the next time we visit Eilish, it's 2-15. Fuck. Yeah. So, 2-11, Stefan. Um, he broke the nurse's mind, extracting her piece, and her piece was brownish, and v- there was very little of it. Yeah. Um, and then he called her sister and was like, I think she had a stroke. Come get her. And he wants to test it on someone whose piece is actually worth something. Do we know anyone whose piece is worth something? Probably too many characters in this book, right? Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like it either. Uh, Stefan breaks into Juliet's house, the old one, the one she died in, and can't find the stone. He figures, God damn it, she didn't send it to me, I'm gonna go get it. He finds everything's covered in dust, he's like, no one's fucking here. So, where will he look next, Riley? Sterling. Uh, Dad's place... Old record books that Sterling, I, I guess. The house that. You didn't guess it. Juliet's grave. I guessed it earlier in the yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, is it gonna grave rob Juliet? But I didn't want to spoil it for the listeners. But I, I'm an he idiot. could probably uh, end the curse with this. But he decides that. You know what? He's not going to, even if he can. Wait, as the curse with what? The piece? The the the, the stone, the... if he finds it. He's oh, right shit. now he's finding it. For reasons you don't know yet. Okay. Which will become very clear very soon. Alright. But he figures he can end the curse with it, and he doesn't think he will if he if he gets the opportunity. Well, what a bitch. Because he has money to make off the virtues and he kinda yeah. just wants to hurt people. Yep. Hurt very, people of Sterling the way they hurt very, him. Um, how to uh, unwind that one character? Mason Michael Starkey. No, 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 Nelson. Very Nelson. Very Nelson. He wants Connor Lasseter's eyes. And that is the end of part two. So come back tomorrow for the final part of the disappearances by Emily Bain Murphy. Our Insta is God. I know, I didn't. I knew I was gonna record this. I didn't even open it. Our Instagram is grabbagpod. Twitter grabbagpodcast. Rachel is at Ray Robbins. Riley's at Theater Geek Two Four Four. Follow us on all the socials. You know, and uh, come back tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Bye. Do you like shit?